You're listening to What the Catholic, a Colonel Catholic podcast where we discuss various topics submitted by our students. We hope you enjoy this episode. God bless and go Colonels. It's recording right now. Perfect. Y'all, it's been a crazy day. <coughs> I have been just going all day. We made lunch today for Nova and... It's tasty. Walking tacos, who would have thought? Doritos and tacos. It's actually pretty tasty. It's really good. Yeah. I enjoyed mine. Also, I found I found that listening to the podcast, you get really quiet like you just did, uh-huh. and the mic is really far from you. So we're gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna. No, have I was telling Patrick that I listened to some episodes, and my biggest criticism was that it needed to be louder. But we I have a new Leo, mic. Yeah. I think yeah. Father Bryce, he was like, whoa. Bryce, yeah. He, he I had to like take my earphones out, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But for you, I think you lean back in your chair, uh-huh. Father Patrick. And I think that and then you when you get when you get super um what's the word? Contemplative. <laughs> your voice gets really soft. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then no one can hear what you're saying. That is hilarious. But that's just what I've noticed. Yeah, there was definitely some sound issues, I think. Yeah. We're working on it. But I'm also like a not a I'm not a projector of my voice. So Well we'll all just lean just really lean close. Yeah. Real close over this nice new mic. Alright, well I guess I'll just start. Yeah. I'm assuming we're gonna cut all that stuff out. <laughs> no, Maybe. I think we should keep it. We'll see. Um, <laughs> welcome to What the Catholic. My name is Father Patrick. And we are joined by a special guest, Luke Robichaud. Hello, everyone. He is a Nichols student mm-hmm. returning. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't, I'll just let you tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, give me my like, fast, fast forward yeah, story. Give me a second biography. Uh, so I was once a Nichols student, um, and St. Thomas became like a second home. Um, it was really special. So I met a lot of great friends like Father Patrick. I met my now wife and I discovered, I learned how to pray, discovered that Jesus is real and discovered the joy of the Christian life. And it definitely changed me forever. And then I went to the seminary with Father Patrick and then I decided not to become a priest. I left and quit. I quit. And then, so now I'm married. Um, I have an adorable five-month-old daughter. She's the cutest, y'all. <laughs> and so uh, and I'm back at Nichols as uh, oh, taking some prereqs, trying to go to PA school. Sounds great. Yep. So we have Luke here because he has a particular affinity for morality. Um, once had dreams of let me lean closer to this microphone. <laughs> <coughs> dreams of perhaps a moral. Theology PhD I did. or something. Oh, I, did. Nice. I did once. I didn't realize. Yeah, that's cool. Once um, upon a time. So we're going to talk a little bit today about morality. Uh, just morality as a whole. What is morality? Why are things good and evil? And how does that look for, like, you know, the hot button topics of drunkenness, Love underage that. drinking, Great. weed. Amazing. Like, weed you know, is not amazing. Amazing that we're going to talk about That is what I meant. So the things that college students are perhaps exposed to on a pretty regular frequent yeah, basis. Yeah, regular basis, for sure. Um, also, I just think it's really cool that the two of you, like, met in the same place, went through a similar process, ended up in two completely different vocations. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool. And then the friendship that has formed from that. That is really cool. That, yeah. 
just like hearing you tell that story, I was like, I knew that. Yeah, but it's been a while. It's a good time. Just like we watching. like our life. Yeah. yeah, it's cool, and the joy that like comes from that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Anyway, it's a complete side note. So I think joy, so you talked about like, you know, you discovered like the joy of Christianity. Yeah, so we can start with that. Um, So before we start with, I guess, trying to dive into how do we determine if things are good and evil, um, my own experience was my first year at Nichols, I was like, um, I would go to Mass most of the time, but I definitely wasn't like deep into being Catholic, which is like everybody's story, you know, but... um, (laughs) So whenever I first, long story short, kind of discovered like this group of people that were at St. Thomas who were like really trying to live the gospel and they were all like super happy and I thought that was cool and I wanted to know more about it and I discovered that prayer is real and so I just started praying and started really taking Catholicism and the faith seriously. I finally was overcome by like, wow, God is real and like that impacts my life and that's really cool. So at first, I definitely still had one foot in both camps. So like, I thought all this stuff was really cool and I was really into it. I wanted to know more and I was definitely not, I was still getting drunk. I was still getting high. I was still doing the whole like college. Right. In, co- in, in real life, it might seem more extreme, but in college it seems super normal, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think what I want to set the tone for the conversation is like, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We're going to say that you shouldn't get drunk and you shouldn't get high, but mm-hmm. um, if you currently use those things as a way to hang out with your friends, as a way to have fun, um, it seems like your life is going to be way worse when you stop doing yeah. those things, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think there's plenty of us who are here to say, like, that's not true. And so life gets way better. And I can't tell you exactly why that's going to, like, maybe convince you right off the spot. like. <coughs> A lot of times it's just an experiential type of thing, but I just know for me and for a lot of people that I know, once you dive in and just say, all right, you know, this whole church thing, this whole Jesus thing, I'm gonna give it a shot and I'm gonna do it for real and see what happens. um, You discover a joy of life that it might not look as exciting from your drunken high stupor that you're on right now, but on the other side, it <laughs> yeah. really is a more fulfilling life. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Um, and that's not to denigrate you if that's what you do. Like, that's cool. Everybody's where they're at. But I really think life is better on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree 100%. And, like, that is the thing that I hear the most. So I'm a full-time missionary at Nichols State, um, and I have been for four years. And so the thing that I hear the most often when we're having this conversation, especially about drunkenness, um, and like abusing, abusing alcohol and abusing drugs and marijuana, like just talking about those things. The first thing, the reason that people hold on so long is not because they actually like really enjoy it necessarily. Most of the time it's because they're afraid that their life will not be better on, like that it won't mm-hmm. be better on the other side. They're afraid of, I don't know, the, like the ability to let go being gone, they're afraid of being able to interact with their friends in the same way, they're afraid of their friendships that they will have to. They think that like all of their friendships will be lost. And I'm not saying that you won't lose friendships because that does happen when we when we make this transition to the spiritual life and like to the life of Christ. Like when we start living this life naturally, there are some friendships that just they kind of fickle out. Um, fizzle out, fickle out, fizzle, fizzle out. out yeah. Yes. But and that's just natural. That's life in general, too. That's not just 
the spiritual life. Right. That's not just the life of with Christ. Mm-hmm. But, but it's like as you do different things, yeah. relationships that are were based on things that you don't do anymore just kind of kind of go away. Go yeah. Away. yeah. But I think that I, I'm I had one student in particular that I'm thinking of when I told them that um, yeah they shouldn't get drunk. Um, one, they told me that I was ruining their lives, which was <laughs> super fun. Well, it does feel that way. I yeah. mean, like when I mean, like I said, once you get past into real life, it's not as like impending. But in college, like it's hard. Yeah, you know? it's very hard. Yeah. So that was the first thing they said was, "You're ruining my life," and I said, "Fair enough." <laughs> um, but they also asked me. Um, they said, "Megan, are can you promise me something if I stop?" doing these things can you promise that there will be joy there can you promise that there will be like happiness like Mm -hmm. are you happy living this way and i can say 100 percent, like we said like yes like Mm -hmm. there is so much joy in this life that i'm living um and i did i did the things like Mm -hmm. i yeah drank way too much in college and in high school and just abused alcohol and used it to make friends and used it to go Mm -hmm. to parties and and escape and all of these things and, and it was fun and I had a good time doing those things but I am living a life that I wouldn't trade for mm-hmm. any of those drunken nights um, now but also to say I love alcohol and still oh, yeah. love to drink <laughs> yeah we're and not saying that we don't <laughs> always like literally I, yeah, so it's a sometimes you have to maybe take a step back from something if you're kind of deep in it to be able to come back to it in a to more well. in a way yeah yeah so um this is not a like a an abstinence from alcohol oh, episode no. right. by any means so, so right order yeah yes alcohol is good jesus like jesus says that wine is good mm-hmm. he like talks about yes yeah. like drinking in scriptures like it's a it's good so maybe we could launch into well so i'm thinking okay. with like okay so you both talked about like this joy um that you discovered on the other side mm-hmm. why and i'm wondering okay so okay there's this joy where why is there that joy there that's a good question that that says something about it so if there's a joy there that means we're doing something right mm-hmm. yeah. so like we that there's like so we're kind of before we get into like <clears throat> the specifics of like drunkenness and drugs and all these things of like just getting to the fact that like there is like a way we ought to live yeah and like we feel that when we're living the way that we ought to live like that means we have like this kind of fundamental vocation mm-hmm. right we're made in a certain we're made in a certain way mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah that's just that's my thoughts of like all right there's a, there's something different there um and that's because something's something's right about what we're doing right and so where does that come from it's got to come from for people, they just kind of come from who we are as persons, right? Yeah. Well, St. Thomas Aquinas talks about like a rightly ordered person, right? Uh-huh. And some people, maybe you've seen the stick figure drawing. That's what comes to mind when I think of it. But um, he draws a stick figure. Well, he doesn't, but people that talk about this draw stick figures. Dr. Jonathan Reyes talks about this all the time. And he draws the head is the intellect, the heart, um, is the will and the stomach the groin area is the passions and so that is how we are rightly ordered mm-hmm. we go from head to like to the groin area that is how we should make decisions that is how the person is made up that is how we are called to live is intellect will passions so our intellect informs our will to make the decision and our mm-hmm. and our decisions are based on like that process not based on our mm-hmm. passions and then our passions kind of come into play later right um is how aquinas talks about it and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
what he says is that that is living the good life. That is living an ordered life. When your intellect informs your will, which informs your passions, Mm -hmm. and that is how you live your life. Now, what society tells us is completely flipped upside down. So if you like are looking at the stick figure, he's doing a handstand at this point. Our passions are informing our will, which informs our intellect. So we rationalize things, and we're like, well, I want this, and therefore I'm going to make it good. Mm-hmm. Rather than, this is good, therefore I am going to choose this, and therefore I want it. Mm-hmm. Because I want the good. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, society tells us that, well, you want it, so therefore uh-huh. it's good. And you rationalize to make it good. Right. Our intellect does that mm-hmm. for us. And so, um, yeah, I think that, that living order... That's where we're called to, and that's mm-hmm. where joy comes from, mm-hmm. is living that ordered life. Mm-hmm. But when we flip it upside down, we're like one out of control, and there's there's less joy there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would to, to go off of that, um, so y'all have both said a few times, like, living an ordered life, or, like, ordering your, mm-hmm. like, passions and all that stuff. But I think it's important that you have to ask the question, why is that good? Because, mm-hmm. like, just trying to make your life ordered is super unappealing to people. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, like, the reason we're ordered is because we're ordered toward something. And so yeah. it's like we have, you, you're trying to get yourself all integrated and then pointed at the goal. And so maybe we can transition to yeah. what makes things good and evil are good and bad. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because, uh-huh. um, so can we just. Yeah, let's this? do that. Yeah. Um, all right. So everything you do, you do for a reason. Right. Okay. So, um, example we're talking about before the podcast. If you go to a student, you say, "Hey, why are you studying for that test? Mm-hmm. I need to make a good grade. Why do you want to make a good grade? Well, I need to get this degree. Why do you need this degree? I need to get into my professional school. Why? I need to get a job. Why? I need to make some money. Why? I have to feed my kids and like have a family. Mm-hmm. Right. So like it's always for um, some end. And the basic Christian project is at the end of all of your ends mm-hmm. is love, right? So mm-hmm. everything you do is ordered towards love because mm-hmm. loving other people and becoming a person capable of love is what fulfills you as a human being. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about being ordered, it's because we want all of our actions to make us into the type of person capable of choosing love consistently. Right. Because right. then we right. become yeah. the type of person who, <coughs> well, I mean, you become, that's how you live right. a fulfilling um, life, I think. Because you're, you're choosing things that are in accord with basically like the purpose of your existence. Right. And so then is what's super important too is your actions are going to create who you are. So mm-hmm. every time you make a choice, you make yourself that much a little bit more capable of choosing love mm-hmm. or that much a little bit less capable of choosing love. Mm-hmm. And right. it's like a snowball. Every mm-hmm. single time you do anything, it's a little bit, a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit, right? And so you can say, oh, this isn't a big deal. It's just this one time. And then pretty soon, your snowball is moving really fast in the other direction, right? right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, That's so that, important. There you go. That like our actions, because we do the actions, our actions are connected to us and they have impact on, yeah. so to speak, on a certain level of, of like the kind of person that we are, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, and so it's, yeah, so you can't just say like, I'm just gonna, doing this has no, like I do this, but that that has a certain impact on me. Right. Not like to the core of my being, but it impacts. And so that's why we say virtue is a habit and vice mm-hmm. is a habit, right? Because mm-hmm. the whole purpose of making, well, maybe not the whole, but the, the, the reason virtue is a habit is because every time you make a good choice, it disposes you to make that good choice again in the future. Mm-hmm. And so, 
sainthood or perfection or like holiness or whatever. It's to be the type of person who habitually chooses love in every situation, right? Mm-hmm. And it reforms your intellect so you can see what is the good thing to love to do in the situation. Mm-hmm. And so then you love other people, which is good for them, and you become love, which is good for you, so it's mm-hmm. good for everyone. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so the things that are in accord with that, we would call good. Right. And the That's things right. that are not in accord with that, you would call bad. That's right. That evil. seems like a good rough estimation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, and so what, what determines what's in accord with that and what's not in accord with that? Okay, yeah, okay, that's your question. So, <laughs> uh, so we, um, how are we going to talk about this? Um, objects and intentions. So we typically, the, the Catholic tradition differentiates between the object of your action and the intention of your action. So like what you do versus right. why. So you in do. real life, it can become messy as to how to apply this to mm-hmm. your real actions, but it's still helpful as a framework. So for example, your intention is why you're doing something, whereas the object is what you're actually doing. Right. And so uh, if I am uh, looking at my neighbor's test to make a good grade, my goal, my intention is to make a good grade. That's mm-hmm. fine. But the object, the thing I'm doing to get there is cheating, which we would say is bad. So. Uh, for an action to be good, you have to have a good intention, mm-hmm. but you also have to have a good action. Mm-hmm. So having fun with my friends is a good intention, right. but if the means to that end, getting sloshed, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, then maybe it's it, not a good action. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And you could argue, and, the, and be, because the object is bad, that has real impacts on the people and on you. Like if my intention is to have is to you know have a good time with my friends, which is good, but I go about that with the bad means, then the, like the relationships that I'm forming via the bad means are also right. going to have disorder. Right, right, right. right. Like Seems if my likely. my relationship is founded on getting drunk with these people, yeah. Then it, just, it shows just like the effects of sin continue to, mm-hmm. like the 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 action has. Many different effects. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, that seems true. Yeah, it <laughs> seems true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's like that's I guess that's kind of like the fundamental foundation of like I guess morality. It's not just like these arbitrary rules that we have set up in place to make people's lives miserable. As right. Some would yeah, like absolutely. Say. It's all for the purpose of helping us to achieve the very reason for which we were created in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that it, it presupposes that um, that at, the more we do that, the, the, so to speak, happier we are. And the right. more we fulfill that vocation. Certainly. And it makes sense because someone told me, I think I talked about this on a podcast before, but someone once told me, like, Megan, if, if God created you, he created you, and we believe that to be true, right? And I was like, yes. Um, and he said, if God created you, then he also created your heart, and he knows what you desire. He created your desires. He created... He created you, so mm-hmm. he knows best what is going to fulfill you. He knows best what is going to give you joy and bring you happiness. And we can see what he tells us to do in Scripture, and we can see like the the basis of the Christian life and this morality that we speak of. These like, yeah, they look like rules, but mm-hmm. the reality is, if if you broke a watch, you would take it back to the manufacturer to get it fixed, mm-hmm. right? If you bre- break an iPhone, you're going to take it to Apple. Right, you're gonna take it back to the person who made the phone mm-hmm. um, to get it fixed. Right. If we're like, if there's something going on within us, we should 
we should like turn to the one who created us right to see what's mm-hmm. going on there and that gets into this human dig like we're made in the image <clears throat> of god so that he is the creator and that's right. kind of what this whole thing is founded on mm-hmm. if we're made in the image of god and there's a certain way that we ought to be living and a mm-hmm. certain fulfillment that he created us for then that has to have effects in our life and we have to right we have to be true to that so what if we, or no, what you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I think we should maybe talk about like, <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. why drunkenness specifically right. yeah. does, it moves you away from as opposed to towards love because right. we haven't exactly addressed that yet. Yeah, so. yeah that's what, yeah. So let's, let's start with drunkenness in and of itself and then we'll get to a subsection right. of drunkenness. So, uh, so Catholicism tends to say that human beings are different from other creatures. Mm-hmm. And the real reason we're different is that we're made in the image and likeness of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's really important, which is why we're called to love and why love fulfills us and right. why when we say love, like to become love and to become united to God are not different things. They're the same thing, right? right? right. So ethics and, and spirituality mm-hmm. are really the same thing. Love God, love the neighbor. Right. And so now we kind of unpack that and say, well, like what makes us in the image and likeness of God? And then we say, well, reason and free will. So your ability to think abstractly and um, know the good, something like that, and your ability to make free choices. Um, so those two things are what enable you to choose love because, because I think to choose love is... Um, you have to have the ability to be free from your immediate impulses to choose what you recognize as good in this particular situation as opposed to just like, you know, following your gut or following your, you know, mm-hmm. your, yeah. your immediate selfish or, or visceral or whatever type of impulse that you have. So alcohol inhibits precisely those two abilities. Right. So I think that's at the core of the church's opposition to alcohol, mm-hmm. which is these two, like, magnificent gifts that enable you to do the greatest things you're capable of as a human being are inhibited by this substance. Mm -hmm. So that's not to say you can't drink alcohol to the point of feeling the effects of the alcohol at all. Right. Right. It's to Mm -hmm. say that you can't drink alcohol to the point that the effects of the alcohol are to the detriment of your ability to know the good and choose the good. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's obviously a distinction. So that. that... that line you have to know for yourself because you can't right. there's no like yeah. formula of like the right. church says right 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 yeah. one person can yeah it's, it's, yeah and right. It, right and there is like when i like started to understand that drunkenness was yeah not okay um and when i started to understand like okay i actually want to make this change it didn't happen overnight like it didn't happen the first time like it was a struggle to try and figure out so if you're mm-hmm. if you are there and you are making this change back just because you fall a couple times, like, get back up, try again. Because mm-hmm. the reality is it, it takes a while. It takes a couple times to figure out your limit and, like, to figure out, like, what that line is for you. Right. Would you guys agree mm-hmm. with that? Yeah. So yeah. I think, like, obviously seek out mercy. But, like, mm-hmm. I think that trying and trying Yeah, again. and as far as finding the line, I think a practical <clears throat> level is, like, you know, you know an action by its fruits. So, like, okay, if I, if I drink this much and I find that I'm like more like just like laid back, maybe a little mm-hmm. more social, like having a good time with my friends, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that's fine. But then when you reach the point of like uh, when I drink this much, 
it's really difficult for me and my girlfriend to not like go too far or like mm-hmm. I go home and I want to take my iPhone and look at some pornography and like yeah. I can't mm-hmm. not do it because I've like I've drank too much or even like um, it doesn't have to be that extreme it could be it could be smaller things like right. I just start you know talking trash on these people that I don't like whenever mm-hmm. I have one too many like that's too far right, right there that's the you, signs like my will is right. weakened and I'm right. not choosing the way that I normally would have chosen yeah. right 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 um, yeah like if I'm like I wouldn't have done that without the alcohol then right you probably shouldn't yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) absolutely um so and then that's obviously um well yeah I think that's good yeah um and I actually think um would you say the same thing applies to like high with drugs and and I think that that makes those two things are almost seem and it makes sense to connect those two things it's the same reason that. Yes, I would say so. Mm-hmm. But, so, marijuana is interesting because, so in theory, it seems that if you could smoke weed uh-huh. in a way that could be moderated, like alcohol, and it was legal, that it would be morally permissible, mm-hmm. in theory, right? Now, I hesitate to even say that out loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, so, the question is, like, is that possible? Like, that's the essential question, right? right? And so, there are some people who are like, bro, it's totally possible. And there's some people who are like, no, it's not. I don't think it's possible. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I would say the vast majority of people in this sort of mm-hmm. Catholic world of trying to figure out, like, how we should live to follow Christ right. would say, this is not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's true. So, that would be why we is different mm-hmm. than alcohol because it seems that it cannot be moderated. Moderation is not possible. Yeah. You're, either you're either high or you're not. Or you're not right? yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the crux of it. I'm sure we could find someone who would want to debate us on that, but I would say, yeah. I would mm-hmm. say right. safest bet mm-hmm. is that it's not a good idea. But also, it's illegal. Right, okay, so we should talk is, about that. Is, and so like, <clears throat> that brings up the question of like laws. Yeah. Like, yeah. Laws exist. We have a certain obligation to follow laws. Right. 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 Um, that is that's a is a. Jesus said, "Give to Caesar what is Caesar's." Right. right. He gave certain. There, the state has a certain uh, obligation and responsibility and authority to dictate how its people should live right. to a certain extent. And insofar as that law is in accord with divine law, with like the the morality of like who we are as persons, Correct. then we have. A responsibility and an obligation to follow those kinds of laws. Yeah, and it's kind of like you know, if uh, let's say, let's see, what's a good example? Um, let's say you have a class and you have a professor, and you like are always late, and like you don't turn in your assignments on time, and you like blow stuff off, and you're always trying to get out of everything, and then. The professor's like, hey, I want you for, like, part of your assignment to, I don't know, do, like, blank. And mm-hmm. it's something you're morally opposed to. I can't think of anything that would go in that blank. Right. Like, now your credibility to, like, like have a protest of conscience is zilch. Mm-hmm. Because you're a bum. You haven't been following. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, in yeah. society, it's like, uh, I think there's something to the fact that, like, in history, like, martyrs and stuff like that, 
Like, if you are an obedient, like, citizen who, like, respects the order of society, you do your, mm-hmm. your do, you know what I mean? Like, the Romans mm-hmm. thought the Christians were weird because they were, like, amazing citizens, but also didn't right. have a lot yeah. of allegiance to the mm-hmm. emperor. And they're like, what are these weird people who follow the emperor but don't really like him that much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so then it makes, so then it makes your, 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 your protest to immoral things that the government may eventually put mm-hmm. on you meaningful and powerful in a way right. that they wouldn't be if you had just disregarded the laws before. So that's kind of a macro mm-hmm. idea yeah. that doesn't feel no, like it applies point. to your life, but I think it's relevant. I've right, never yeah. thought about it in that lens, but that, that is a good point. Yeah. I and so because <laughs> that, because of that, and because this law of electric medical marijuana is illegal, appears to be, to me, it's a just law. Seem, yeah, well... It's justly imposed on us. Yeah, so you're yeah. basically bound to follow the law unless doing so forces you to do something evil. So you could say, look, it's not, even if it was okay to smoke weed, mm-hmm. like not smoking weed is not a sin. Mm-hmm. Like you're not being forced to sin by not smoking weed, therefore you right. should obey. Yeah. You know what I mean? You obey right. that. Right. Um, and so that's, so the, the lack of moderation and just the fact that that just law exists are two reasons why yeah. we yeah. say you can't that seems, weed. That seems legit. Another somewhat controversial law in terms of Okay, alcohol, yeah, so let's go there. Uh, is <laughs> let's do it. The age of consumption and possession and purchase <clears throat> of alcohol in the United States is 21, uh, which means that it is illegal to purchase, um, possess, or consume alcohol blank generally um, under 21. Um, and so that is a... Just law. Debatably, apparently. Debatably. It's, I mean, uh-huh. it, and I understand people's debates. A lot of people will say, like, one thing my um, my dad used to say, he's like, well, if a man can go to war, he can have a beer. And I was like, okay. I literally heard that a couple days I ago. I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't, sure. I don't, I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so some people would argue that it's not a just law, um, well, I don't know that it really matters. Like, okay, so it, like, just because we're all Catholic doesn't mean we have to all agree about all of our political opinions, right? right? So, mm-hmm. like, um, so like, you're not free as a Catholic to think that abortion is not elite, like immoral, like mm-hmm. not right. to open that giant can of worms, right? Yeah. But uh, you are free to like debate the drinking age, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. so like, it's Should not wrong. Lower. Whoever Should told you that it's not like violating their faith by thinking that, mm-hmm. but given that this is the law. Right. We can still talk about what you can and can't do, given it. Like you can disagree with Correct. the law, but that yeah. doesn't give you the right to break it yeah. unless following it is immoral for you. Yeah. And I think something that's worth bringing up in this conversation. I didn't mean to so cut you off. I no, kind of th- no, that was yeah. great. That was a good yeah. point. And so something that I hear <clears throat> frequently, we live in Louisiana, and people love to rely on the Louisiana drinking laws. And so I want to read the law. Here we go. This is the Louisiana Laws Revised Statutes, Title 14, (laughs) Section 93. Which, to be clear, none of us have any authority to interpret the law to you. (laughs) But we're going to do it anyway. We're 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 going to do it anyway. So anyway, this says, um, Public possession does not include the following. The possession of consumption or any alcoholic beverage, number one, for an established religious practice. Hence, mass. Mass. mass, Um, Number two, 
when a person under 21 years of age is accompanied by a parent, spouse, or legal guardian 21 years of age or older. So if you're, you know, under 21, you're with your parents, they give you alcohol, you can drink that alcohol. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, for medical purposes, when purchased as over-the-counter medication, or when prescribed or administered by a licensed physician, pharmacist, dentist, nurse, hospital, or medical institution. I, I don't actually. That seems fine. That seems fine. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, number four, in private residences. Period. Period. Full stop. That's no it. qualifier. Full <laughs> stop. <laughs> so that's extreme. I didn't think it was going to say that. Yeah, that's all yeah. it says. So it appears, I'm like, we're not qualified to mm -hmm. do this, but okay. it appears that it's legal to consume alcohol mm -hmm. under the age of 21 in a private residence. Mm -hmm. Now, so first of all, Megan has a, a stick on this. Yeah, so I, I agree. I think mm -hmm. that that is what the law is saying. It mm -hmm. says that very clearly. But I would argue, or I would say that in order for that law to be true, mm -hmm. like it, in order for that law to be a, mm -hmm. a tr truth, mm -hmm. it has to also follow the rest of the law. Mm -hmm. So. You have to have acquired so, said alcohol legally in a legal way. Transported alcohol mm -hmm. legally, mm -hmm. possessed that alcohol legally, and then consumed it legally. Right. So I think that, sure, if a 19-year-old is going to a party and his mom buys him a six-pack and then drives him to said party, drops him off with his six-pack and says, okay, honey, have fun, and then drives <laughs> away from said party at a private residence, Sure, you're following the law. But I don't necessarily know that that is always happening. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't... Oh, well, I know that that's not Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, yes. Was, yes. Uh -huh. So that's not, that's not what's going down. Like, right. we're... Mm -hmm. um, so that, like, you still can't buy alcohol under 21. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're purchasing alcohol under 21, that is breaking the law. Right. If someone who is not your legal guardian spouse or your parent who is over 21 is providing you with the alcohol, it is also illegal. So if your friend who is 21 is at the private residence who has bought you the alcohol, then I still, I would argue that mm -hmm. that is still illegal consumption sense. of the alcohol because it was possessed, mm -hmm. it was it was gotten right, yeah, yeah. possessed. Uh, obtained. obtained. It was obtained, there yes. <laughs> I was like, boy, is the word I'm looking for. It was uh -huh. obtained it's like, it's illegally. Like that word. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so not only you, but the person who obtained the alcohol for you right. um, are breaking the law. So I think that there are a lot. So yes, private residence, sure. Mm -hmm. But all the other laws up to that point must be followed right. as well. So my spiel on this is I think that's fine. I think it's possible that the law could be interpreted m less stringently, but I don't think that you're wrong. I just don't think I know. But... Mm -hmm. I think that even if, I like to go for the even if, even if it's totally cool and legal for you to have the alcohol there, which we don't know that it is, but even if it is, <laughs> even if it is, so my stick is this, like, okay, if I show up at a party and you're with all your friends and everybody's drinking and it's like midnight and I look around and everyone is just blitzed and you're there, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're like just before the line and you're mm -hmm. technically not drunk being responsible and I look around this party and I can't differentiate you from like the landscape of just utter drunkenness. Yeah. yeah. I would say that you're not like living as a witness of like the joy of sobriety. Yes. You're just mm -hmm. like playing all the games and not stepping over the line. And I would say that's basically 
that's like as minimal as morality it's as like, possible. It's like, right, so now you're approaching morality as like, I'm just going to do the bare minimum to not break these rules, but really I'm still chasing after all of the things yeah. that these people are chasing thing. after. And right. So, but, it's so, but if I believe all that morality is true, right. I'm, denying, so you, I'm, I'm still denying that all of that is true. Right, you clearly don't believe uh-huh. that the, the moral, the church's ethics mm-hmm. are the path to the happiest life possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. That's a... Uh, That's a great point. I love that, like, mm-hmm. that, like, image of... Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's that's completely spot on. I also would think, like, kind of going back to what you said, the intention and the object of the action. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what is your intention and what is the object of, like, oh, what are you doing and why right. are you uh-huh. doing it? Mm-hmm. Um so like if you're question. yeah if you're underage or if you're not underage mm-hmm. and you're drinking like what what are you doing like you're drinking mm-hmm. yes you might be underage drinking um, so like even outside of drunkenness mm-hmm. we've discussed drunkenness but underage drinking or drinking of age mm-hmm. what are you doing why are you doing it right so for example if you feel the need we talked about this a little bit um, some of my friends within focus we talked about like the the what and the why behind drinking because we talk about sobriety a lot as an organization um which is so so good and i think it's so necessary um but we don't talk about um sobriety as it doesn't obtain to drunkenness so sobriety by definition is being free of all addictions right Mm -hmm. sobriety is being free of all addictions that doesn't necessarily just mean drunkenness so if you if you feel like every single day you have to have a beer at the end of your day to have a good evening. Like that's like a, a necessity. Mm-hmm. I would argue that that's not necessarily sobriety either. Even if it's just like one or two beers, um, if it's every day, mm-hmm. and it, it could be every day right. and you don't need it. Like if you go one day without it, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. But I would argue that that is something of like, yeah, not following sobriety either. Yeah. So it's like it was, what and yeah. why? What's the, what's my, am I, am I turning to alcohol to avoid something, right. to numb something, right. to escape something. Or to even look a not, certain Even way. though I'm not getting drunk, I'm doing just enough to, mm-hmm. you know, loosen, to get my mind, or, or whatever. Right. It's like As opposed to doing what, it is avoiding the actual problem. I mean, alcohol is a crush. To right. And I would even argue, I think a lot of, kind of what we were talking about earlier, like the, the cool factor of, mm-hmm. like, this is what all my friends are doing. Right. This is like... In college, it's mm-hmm. totally normal. Right. So to be normal, to fit in, to mm-hmm. be part of this culture, like I have to have a beer in my hand right. in every Gotta social media post, right? yeah. in every Snapchat, in every like, if I'm sending a text message, like I have to have a picture of a beer in my hand. You know what I mean? So I think that that, like what is the intention behind that too? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I had a thought. <laughs> <laughs> you still have it? I think it might have departed. I'm sorry, departed. I rambled a little bit. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, but so I think, yeah, so that's, I think that's good to, so like, okay, in terms of alcohol, there's obviously the drunkenness factor. Right. There's the age factor. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like my intention with alcohol as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like even avoiding, dr- it, presuming, uh, presuming good drunkenness, yeah, good age. Yeah, that's right. What's the intention? That's yeah, that, trigger so thought. I was going to say, um, I think with these types of things in general, I, like a lot of times, and I would even put into this category like binge watching Netflix or, yeah, you know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. Um, yes. 
So, like flipping through your Instagram for forever, yeah. and like you know, okay, so like um, we, so my wife and I recently decided to, um, we basically like limited our phone time whenever we're like after the baby goes out at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and all because we were like we don't have any time to talk, you know what I mean? And lo and behold, we had lots of time, but we just didn't realize we were staring at our phone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it's kind of the same thing, which right. is. Sometimes you don't know all the things there are to discover on the other side until you take that thing out of your life, right? And so that doesn't mean it's evil for me to look at my phone, but there's so many better things like hanging out with my wife and like Mm -hmm. getting, you know, like having conversations, praying together instead of Mm -hmm. like, you know, looking at my laptop till 11 and falling asleep without praying before we go to bed, Mm -hmm. right? So like, um, which that's just my life, but there's like... (laughs) There's so much time. Like, think about how much time you spend doing, like, let's say, Mm -hmm. how much time you get drunk with your friends, right? Like, what are all the things you could be discovering that are mm-hmm. out there that aren't getting drunk with your friends? Yeah, you know? or like, what are the things you could be discovering about your friends if right. you aren't getting drunk with your friends? Right. Like, what so could I you, think, like, be doing Right, even them? apart from the whole moral issue, I think oftentimes it becomes sort of a, a way to just numb authentic encounters with people mm-hmm. because you just kind of all fit into the mold of, like, this is a party, let's go, which, yeah. like, it's fun <laughs> to get, like, amped up, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there's a lot of real authentic encounter and like a mm-hmm. lot of stuff about yourself and just living life and right. discovering right. who you are that mm-hmm. I think can just kind of get a little numbed right. the whole and process. And the beauty of it too is that alcohol, and, it's, and, it's, and sometimes like it can lead to great, right. it can lead yes. to great right. encounters and Absolutely. conversations mm-hmm. when done yeah. orderedly, like well, yeah. in accord with all the stuff that we've been talking about. But right. when we misuse it, it right. robs That's important, yeah, because alcohol super helps all of these things right. when used well. Right. When used well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we we had a hangout the other night, and mm-hmm. there was alcohol present, and we were all hanging out around a fire, just mm-hmm. having good, Literally solid conversations. And, like, let's be real. Like, the yeah. fire is not as fun if you don't have a few beers. Right. And that's, and that's okay. <laughs> but that is okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But, well, like... If the beers were magically gone, like, would you suddenly be miserable? Right, mm-hmm. no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's kind of a thing. For sure. Yeah, I think that mm-hmm. it does facilitate good things. It's yeah. not It's not an mm-hmm. evil in and of itself. It's just when it's misused. Right. Um, and that's, I guess, the whole purpose is we have, we the whole purpose is that we have a purpose. Yeah. And that we, yep. there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a goal. We're, we're, God has made us crappy. We're called to live a certain right. way. He's given us all of these awesome gifts yeah. to facilitate us on that goal in terms of like our being created in an image, intellect and will, we can choose and know all these great things and he's given us like the human material things that help facilitate us on that, mm-hmm. the relationships and the friendships and, and whatnot. And so, yeah. And I, do it well. And I would say like wherever you're at within this process, I think we've all, I know I have um, experienced just like every part of this is like super defiant. I remember in college when a missionary told me, um, "Did you know that like drunkenness is is like not not okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Had no idea." Uh-huh. And then I I just went to prayer the next day and I was like, "I really need to reevaluate my life because mm-hmm. I'm hanging out with these like holy friends and all we're doing is getting plastered. Like mm-hmm. that's all we're doing and that's not." that's not okay. Right. So reevaluating our hangouts and then all of a sudden these friendships that I had like completely changed and now we're still really good friends but when we hang out it's, it doesn't look like it used to. It's, mm-hmm. it's very like um, 
yeah, it just brings me so much more joy and gives mm-hmm. me so much more life hanging out with these people because one, I don't have a hangover the next day. Two, mm-hmm. um, we're able to enter into like real conversations about real things um, and have a good time doing it. Mm-hmm. But I would say no matter where you're at, whether you're super resistant to this or whether you're like, yes, I've been, I've been looking for a way to explain this, wherever mm-hmm. you're at, I would just, if you are resistant, um, taking, it to, taking it to prayer, I think all of this comes from a relationship with the Lord. Like, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, um, I think that has to be number one, bef- like, before you're going to get any of this. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if we make so much sense right now to you. Like, yeah, that makes 100% sense. I still don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Bring that to the Lord and ask him why your heart is hardened. Like, ask him, like, what, tell him what your beef is with what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Tell, like, um, because it's going to come from a relationship right. with him because the reality is if we're made for love, mm-hmm. we're made for a relationship with him. Like, like Luke right. said, those are the same thing. Right. Um, we can talk to him from face. Yeah, but, but unless you, like, understand that you were created um, for love and from love and that that has to be everything, um, unless you understand that, I think that this conversation is void. Like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. If you don't, yeah, because it doesn't lead you to the goal. If you don't care about the goal, you don't care. Right, exactly. Right, so, right. Yeah. so step one is, is right. caring about the goal. Yeah. And, but the goal, like, is love, but love is a person, so you have to love the goal. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think if you're, if you're struggling with what we're saying, if you're like, this is hard, um, one, if you're here, seek us out. We'd love to talk to you That's about right. it. Um, That's right. Two, um, bring it to Jesus and just ask him, like, why am I, why am I so resistant to this? Why is this hard? Um, it might just be hard because it's calling you higher, mm-hmm. and that's hard always. Um, but don't be afraid to ask the questions. Don't be afraid. Yeah, for sure. to, Please ask the questions. Um, to go so deeper. much is learned by asking good questions. Yeah, and don't be, don't think where anyone's going to judge you either. I think that it's so good to ask these questions. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, Sounds great. Yeah. I guess that's uh that's it. Yeah. So thank you guys. I never know how to end these things. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Megan. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, awesome. guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm just gonna stop, and we'll see you later. Okay. All right. Bye. bye. bye.